Hello and welcome to Talking Tent, a podcast about movies, TV, and all the content we can possibly consume. I'm Zach. And I'm Irma. We are a married couple whose shared love of movies and television cannot be contained, so we've decided to share our thoughts, opinions, cheers, and occasional jeers with the world. Welcome back to the podcast life, Irma. We took two weeks off, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. We so are it's away. Nice, it's, it's been nice not talking to you for two weeks. Oh, <laughs> we just didn't talk publicly. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about today? Today, we are back. We're talking about The Idol, of course, where we've watched the first two episodes of Black Mirror. The other two quickly touch on the end of Top Chef season 20. And then we saw Elemental last night. So we're going to talk about that at the end. But first... Let's hit up a little marital bliss and discuss where we were. Well, we were only away because of you. Yeah, we went to Arizona. I had a conference yes. for work in Phoenix. and uh, Lovely town, lovely city. Yeah, it was actually pretty nice, even though we didn't really leave the three block radius of the hotel and the conference center. That's true. Um, it's a nice downtown area, though. Very yeah, flat. It's, it's, an, it's an odd city. Because there's nobody around. Yes. The couple times I did go out for a walk and I think I went to the gym one time and then I went and got coffee. Literally, like, I was the only person walking. I guess, like, it's, it's like, kind of that funny like 20, meme. 28 weeks, 28 days later. Yeah. Well, it's that funny meme where they're like, New Yorkers, like, go to a new city and... um they see, oh, only a nine-minute walk, but then they end up walking on the side of a highway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because to us, it's, oh, it's not a big deal, but... Coming from New York, we're just used to weaving in and out of people anywhere we walk. But Phoenix is really, really friggin' hot. And we were so there in June. So hot. So our conclusion was, A, it's too hot to be anywhere. So if you went to restaurants, like if you went inside places, people were there. So I think people just get inside. Well, no, because they have the misters everywhere, yeah, which the misters is so everywhere. cool. So there's definitely a lot of people. They yeah. just drive everywhere. It is the fifth most populous city in the country. <laughs> I was doing some some uh, trivia with everybody that when we were there, it's also the most populous state capital. Think about it. It well, is. Don't believe me. Look it up. Because you think it's other cities, but none of those are the state capital. Yeah. It was nice. We got the, what was it, best pizza in the U.S. Yeah, or so world? The highlight I don't even of know. Phoenix, interestingly enough, if you're not a foodie, but it was the first episode of the Netflix Chef's Table spinoff, the season where they just did pizza, is Pizzeria Bianco. It's a Brooklyn guy who moved to Phoenix and he opened a pizzeria that everybody calls the best pizza in the country. And it happened to be within that three block radius. I know, it really was. Of of the conference center and the airport and the hotel we were in, like a really weird area. It was so close that we went twice. Yeah, we went twice. <laughs> oh, also Chase Field and where the Suns play was also really close. I kind of wanted to see it when the teams were there because I imagine more people would be milling about, but they were, the Diamondbacks were out of town the whole time we were there and the Suns were obviously knocked out of the playoffs early. So we went to Pizzeria Bianco, just me and Irma the first time. On a Wednesday, I said, Irma, get there early. I'll meet you there when I can get out of work. And it ended up being very easy. We yeah. had some talks with with people at work that were there before me, and they waited for like over an hour. It just kind of went back and forth. But we sat right at the bar. 
We ordered three pizzas. It was delicious. They only let you put in one order. Yeah, they're very like, get in, get out. I'd say, so my first impression was, yes, this is on par with some of the best pizza I've had. Yeah. It's Neapolitan style, so it's not like your classic New York or or Chicago or anything like that. It's like that small wood fire oven. So there's a few places around us here in northern Brooklyn that do that. Pauly G's, the original, is very good. I think we'd have to try it again. Yeah, we haven't been there in a long time because we we just go to the old Pauly, or we go to the the new Pauly G's, yeah. Uh, And then there's like... um, Salsa, Fornino... What's the other good one? Roberta's. Roberta's. So Roberta's right. is pretty famous yeah. in Roberta's. Bushwick. And then now, now like, I feel like Roberta's has gotten overblown. There's another one in Williamsburg. In Williamsburg. And now you can just order them frozen. Yeah. So, like, it's kind of in a different world. And then we also had pizza when we were on our honeymoon in Tokyo, which at the time was like this hot new thing of like the best pizza you can get. And oh my God, it's in Tokyo. Yeah. And it was really freaking good. Yeah. Although also we were on our honeymoon. We were in Tokyo. We were having pizza. We could watch the guy making it. So it was like a whole experience that maybe clouded us, but it was definitely good. So to call Pizzeria Bianco like the best is hard. Well, I think our second time going, we knew what to order and everything. So I do agree that maybe the second time was probably the best Yeah, out of the two times we went. Yeah. So we went on Wednesday. Yes. When I was there working and then a bunch of uh, we talked about when I was back at work the next day, I had talked to people and they went again. And I was like, there's one pizza that has pistachios on it. It's all white pizza. There's no um, red sauce and it's just Parmesan cheese, not mozzarella cheese. So it's like pretty dry. Yeah, very umami. Yeah. So I was like, you know, what would make this better if you can add ricotta. And then so some of my colleagues went and they added prosciutto and ricotta and they're like that's the way to do it and then contrary opinion controversial opinion two of them said that the marinara pizza was their favorite which we didn't even consider ordering the first time we were there hmm. so no cheese just the the dough it was red very sauce, good and then they add extra garlic to kind of add yeah. flavor it was very good Yeah, I've always kind of judged by the margarita. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's always been my go-to. And if you can do a good margarita, then I trust your pizzas. And they did. The margarita was, I think, mine and Hollis' favorite. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, definitely. It was great. The the margarita, the simpler ones, I think, were better. The dough was incredible. And that's really the, that's the test, right, with any pizza place. We went the other day back to one that's around the corner, Salsa, that, that Irma shouted out. And it was definitely not as good. Like yeah, now well, that they having also, it again. I think we're maybe a bit of a mess. They like may forgot your order. Yeah, but and like, it was like sitting. I don't know. It was like because it wasn't solidified. It never is there though. Yeah, it's always. been I guess wet. I just wanted to give them another chance. Yeah, I also looked in the oven, and it is it is one of those dome brick ovens, mm. but there is no fire. It is, well, it's fine, but it's like, there's a gas tube Yeah. instead of like the, like in, um, in Pauly G's and in Bianco and Roberto's, it's like literal logs inside. So it's crazy hot and it also like the smoke and everything adds to the Mm. flavor. Yeah. They're faking it. It's probably not quite hot enough to be as hot as it should for Neapolitan oven should be like 900 to a thousand degrees. Yeah. And I, I just like, I saw the flame. I was like, that is not getting it hot enough. 
All right. Anyway, that was the highlight of Phoenix. No, then, no, no. Don't skip over the actual highlight of Phoenix. What was the highlight of Phoenix? So when we went to uh, Pizzeria Bianca the second time, we're like, it's too hot to walk back. And we oh, were yeah. unbelievably full also at that time. And I don't know if anyone has heard of Waymo, but if you haven't, I'll let Zach explain. It's a, so I didn't even know about this. One of the people I was working with took one. And it is Uber, but without a driver. So they are <laughs> autonomous cars that come and pick you up. It is still like a normal EV, except there's a, a way more cameras and sensors on the outside. So many so cameras and a, sensors. It's, it's pretty ugly, but, but necessary. So it's not like the future where there's literally just like two benches looking at each other in a car, which I yeah. think eventually will be. Like it still is a car. Yeah. So there's a driver and the steering wheel is moving. There's just well, you were in the yet. front. You were in the passenger seat in the front passenger seat. Yes, yeah, so I we, was in the back. We took that home from the pizza place. The three blocks, yes. And it was very fun. Yeah, it was fun. And and also like very very normal. Yeah. Like if I wasn't, it was, he was a very good driver. Yeah. She was a very good driver. Yeah. They were a very good. The driver. ghost was an excellent driver. Yeah. The only thing you notice is how much that it's adjusting the wheel mm. like constantly little tiny adjustments just to stay centered yeah uh which was great and then when it pulled over it did it it did it pretty hard into the curb but it didn't hit the curb so it's just like better i don't know the future is coming yeah the future is that made me realize like oh this is like <clears throat> not that far off where the steering wheel is just gone and you're just sitting in two rows of benches yeah going wherever you want it's definitely a really cool experience scary for sure and then the actual highlight of the trip, <laughs> yeah. we drove, so work finished, and the reason that Irma came and some friends came out was because I was like, let's do a week in Sedona after, since I'm going to be there already. So we drove, we rented a car and drove the two hours up to Sedona, and let me tell you, boys and girls, Sedona is a magical place. Yeah, it's one of the most beautiful places I think I've ever been. I don't even think we can describe it or even like show you pictures. It's just beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah, maybe I'll post I'll post some pictures on Talk Intent on Instagram. Yeah. And you I should. actually took a video of the Waymo, so maybe I'll put that on there as well because it's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, we, there's a one of the people we were traveling with said one of her friends told her, you'll reach a point in the drive from Phoenix where you're like, Oh, where in Sedona? And I was like, What what could that possibly mean? Like how drastic can it be? And it happened. There's just one turn. Where it opens up and you finally see the red rocks that you hear about. Yeah. Just like so majestically, they take over this, this, the scenery. And all four of us just audibly were like, oh, <laughs> like and, and just at the same second. It's yeah. so crazy. I guess it's like the first time you would like the landscape would open up into the Manhattan skyline. Yeah. Because there is always a time where like, oh, there it is. And like, cool. But it was, it was like an actual like turn on this road. Cause I guess there were like these slight mountains next to us, but they weren't like red or yeah, anything. They the special ones. And then all of a sudden you turn and it's just like the giant red rocks. Like, I don't know how you don't see them unless you make this turn, but it was, it was so beautiful. And we stayed in an Airbnb and it was one of the nicest Airbnbs we've ever stayed at. Um, it was just beautiful. Also extremely hot. Um, I think I got like three nosebleeds. Um, so if you ever plan a trip 
please beware. Get yourself some nose spray. Yeah, we got nose spray uh, at the CVS. It's like just a saline solution. Yeah. That you squirt up your crazy. nose. A little scary. I'm too. sensitive. Yeah. Well, I just like everything was so dry. My skin, my lips, my hair. I just like, yeah. I don't know if I thrive in this dry weather. Oh, but we're moving there, so you gotta get used to it. <laughs> And then we went on a hike, we a very nice hike that you did. Beautiful you hike. Also, I wouldn't say it wasn't so hot because I less in Sedona than it was in it Phoenix. Was five to ten degrees cooler than it should be yeah. this time of year. So we got pretty lucky. It was in like the eighties, yeah, which is hot. But Phoenix was like a hundred degrees. That was way too hot. Yeah, Sedona is, and without the humidity, it wasn't so bad. Yeah, you know? Sedona is way higher in elevations, like four thousand. Yeah. So it wasn't so bad. It was still very dry. Though. Yeah. Phoenix was definitely worse. Yeah. We went on a hike. The vortexes, the vibes. Everybody <laughs> talks about Sedona just like being just the vibes are good. And they yeah. really are. You just feel, I mean, A, we were on vacation, but it's also just like a slower pace. Yeah. It's beautiful everywhere you go. We went to the grocery store just to pick up stuff because we were staying in an Airbnb. It's like pick up breakfast and lunch supplies. And you just pull into the grocery store parking lot and right behind this very mundane building is the most beautiful scenery you can imagine. It's actually kind of crazy. Every time we left our, I mean, from the backyard of our Airbnb, we could see like the beautiful landscape. And then as soon as you leave, it's just like unbelievable. You can't like believe that you're there because you really are just like in the middle of it. And then if that wasn't big enough. Yeah. And then we did another two hours north to the Grand Canyon. Because we had it never okay. been. <laughs> and boy, is it something. It's unfathomable. Yeah. And Irma forgot her glasses at some points and couldn't even see all the majesty. No, it's I just could. so vast. I mean, I definitely brought my glasses. Um, I think the second time we went over there and yeah, I could see. It yeah. was cool. It's crazy. It's like different because Sedona is beautiful. And it's like a living space. You know, you're in a town, you're going to restaurants, yeah. you're going on hikes. Like the Grand Canyon is just, you go there, you see it, you hike in it and that's it. So, you know, that plays a part in our enjoyment of both scenarios. Well, we did a hike down into the Grand Canyon, not all the way down, but that was very cool. 2000 feet into yeah. it. It was three miles Kind of scary to be honest. Cause also there's like no guardrails really just like anywhere at the Grand Canyon. I mean, there's some at like these like lookout points, but mostly there's just like no guardrails. It's very scary. And I (laughs) had multiple (laughs) nightmares about me just like comically tripping and falling over the edge. Multiple nightmares. So for for several nights after we were done (laughs) and and she didn't seem that scared during. I wasn't. I wasn't. And you even slipped. But you slipped straight back on your butt. I did. I I did fall. Yeah. When I heard you slipping behind me, because A, so we didn't, I have hiking boots that are very old, but still very good. And I guess I just didn't picture exactly the kind of hikes we were going to be doing. But Irma only had pretty worn down Adidas. And it's all rocks, like rocks and dust and the whole thing. And pretty steep. It was steep too, going down. And so she was like a little slipping. Well, yeah, but different. You have more control yeah. going up. So I heard, I heard it, her slipping, and I just, I started turning around, going, no, 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 no. <laughs> like literally for a millisecond, thank God, 
I saw the worst possible thing. Then I saw that she went straight on her butt and that it was kind of funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> but thank God. And then I like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if you're going scary. to the Grand Canyon, have some boots with some good tread. Well, especially if you plan to hike, for sure. Even in Sedona, too. Because I think the Sedona hike, to me, was more beautiful just because it was, like, unexpected. I didn't mm. know at, like, every turn what I was going to see. The Grand Canyon, you're essentially just, like, walking down to get the same view, just, like, at different elevations. Um, I mean, both really beautiful, but, yeah. Yeah, Sedona's was a little more eventful because we actually just went around two big mountains called the Twin Buttes. And so, like, it was constantly changing. And where the Grand Canyon is so big and so vast that, you know, what, unless you're moving 100 miles, you're basically getting the same view. Yeah. Just, like, it's getting more exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, still crazy. And uh, in Sedona, we were by ourselves from almost all of it is great. Yeah. Yeah, it really was nice. Except the damn Jeeps every once in a while. Yeah, but then it turns out we should have taken those pink Jeeps. We took a... I was like, I'm not going to take the pink Jeep company. Yeah. And But we did a Jeep tour, but it was a way worse one. Hey, and, Mr. Doc knew a lot <laughs> yeah, of things. Yeah. It was just like pretty uneventful and it was weird. Very bumpy. and So, yeah, so we should have just, just done. I didn't realize that the pink Jeeps was, is literally like a monopoly empire yeah. over the, the tourism in that area. So it's pretty interesting. If, you're, if you have to work in Phoenix, highly suggest. Or Honestly, just, just go. go to Sedona. Yeah. It's it's really crazy. It's the most it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I know. I would definitely go back. So let's get to back to business. The industry, television and movies, the things we love. We miss we missed a lot, but we are qu- quickly catching up. And that's hit us with some industry talk. So a lot of news kind of came out where we were gone. I think one of the biggest thing that's kind of like been memed just because of one specific announcement that Disney made that is so far in advance that people are giggling about it. But Disney made major announcements about their release window for the next eight years. So I'm just going to run through a bunch of them. I know the Avatar stuff kind of gives me anxiety. We're going to be so old. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the meme. That yeah. like Zoe Saldana specifically was like, I'm going to be 53 when yeah, Avatar yeah. 5 comes out. But they announced a lot of things. And here here's some of the highlights. This isn't even close to all of them which is kind of overwhelming, but, and some of my highlights, some of them I just skipped over. Deadpool 3 is in May 2024. We already knew that one. Ryan Reynolds did the announcement with Huge Ackman coming back as Wolverine, which should be great, and it's obviously his introduction into the MCU. So I'm pretty excited for that. Hopefully it won't disappoint like most of the Marvel stuff has recently. The one I didn't know about, Inside Out 2, Hmm. is coming out the next month. June 2024. Interesting. We're going to talk about Elemental later, and it's not even close to Inside Out. So Inside Out 2, we'll see. I bet no. People loved Inside oh, Out. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'm positive. Hopefully the the creative team is is the same. And then another one that I didn't know about that's coming out next year is basically a second live action Lion King called Mufasa. Interesting. And at first I looked at it, I was like, huh? It's about Mufasa. Apparently the, the, the tale of how he became king hmm. told by Timon and Pumbaa and a few other characters. So flashbacks and, and post and present 
fine. I don't know. It should be fine. What what sparked my interest is Barry Jenkins is directing it. Okay. And I don't understand why, but we love Barry Jenkins, everything he does. So I am intrigued to understand why he wanted to do this next. Uh, and then also he's EPing the new True Detective season, which made me even more intrigued by yeah. that. You put Barry Jenkins name on anything and I'm, I'm there for it. We also got the, the new Captain America movie got named. It's called Brave New World. And that's coming out the next month. And that's with like Falcon, right? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Anthony Mackie is now from the TV show, the Captain America. Uh, Captain America. The original one is now gone. Old. Old. Died. died. Did he die? He came back really old and then he did. He I died. I don't remember. He can always come back. That's the next month in July. Thunderbolts, which is like, we'll see, which is the like Wyatt Russell, um, all the smaller yeah, characters it's like, that like they've, the villain, like the anti-hero yeah, kind, of. kind of, I don't know. Um, the Wolf Black Lee. Widows, uh, the, the Russian one that. Florence Pugh. Yeah, I think she's in it too, but the dad I think is in it. Okay. So it's kind of all like the side characters that they have, in, they have introduced in all of the shows are now our, our group. That's December and way more in 2024 than 2025. The one I'm most excited for, Blade is coming back and you can't ask for a better replacement to Wesley Snipes. I mean, the fact that Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is doing it makes the fact that Wesley Snipes did it seem silly. I love Wesley Snipes because of Blade, but like undeniably, Mahershala Ali is a better actor, right? Way better. Like oh he's my just, a, he's fantastic. I'm. Mahershala hasn't been in very much since Green Book. Like I haven't seen him in a while. So I hope like we get to see a lot more of him, you know? Yeah, well, he was in that, that sci fi movie that we loved last year, The True, Swan. Song. That was so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's been doing things, but nothing like major. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Again, cautiously optimistic. I love Blade. I even like Blade 3, which most people hate because mm. it's just too funny. And Ryan Reynolds is in it, but I always like Ryan Reynolds. And I'm also a little scared of Will Marvel kind of dull it a bit. But apparently it's going to be the first rated R Marvel movie. I'm excited for it. That's go two years from now. <laughs> Fantastic Four, May 2025. So there's n that is literally only an announcement. They don't have a cast. They don't have a crew. So I'm skeptical of that actually happening. Then there is a live action Moana in 2025, what? which is odd. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I assume The Rock is just doing this himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, except now it'll seem even weirder because we'll actually be watching him not sing that well, as opposed to a cartoon of him not sing that well. Uh, but whatever. I, I, I'm not like offended by the live action remakes. I know people, when we were talking about Little Mermaid and there's a Snow White one coming out, people are like, why are they doing this? I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's a money yeah. grab. Who cares? What do you expect? And then one of the big announcements, the new news was that Avatar 3 was supposed to come out in 2024. It got pushed a full year into the end of 2025. Oh, yeah. I thought it was supposed to come out, like, yeah, way sooner than yeah. this. Wow. So that was a big push, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. We don't Get need- Get the story right. Get yeah. the visuals right. I, I assume it's the visuals. Yeah. Um, We don't need an Avatar every year, for sure. Yeah. So making us wait. I, I liked Avatar too. That's true. I'd rather wait for the Avatar movies. I feel like he's what planning on making eight- yeah, well, five is what's announced. Okay, so yeah. We'll I just like, I don't need 
so many of those in my life. It is odd. Like, what else could he be doing? Yeah. James Cameron we're talking about. I know. I just feel like his talents are being wasted on this. Like, yeah, but they're good. Yeah. I just would love to see what else he would have done. But I guess this is what he wants to do. So yeah. whatever. Who am I? And then 2026 is another is when it starts to get weird. Because another announcement that they moved. Well, half of this stuff is not happening. I mean, not not happening, but like, who knows, you know? Yeah, this is when it starts to get uh, questionable. They moved along with moving Avatar back a year. They moved the Kang Dynasty back a year. So the Avengers movie that is built around Jonathan Majors as the the big bad is They may replace him. Well, who knows? In May 2026, what are they going to do? So the flash just came out and they, the way that they went around Ezra Miller controversy. They didn't go around it at all. Well, I mean like they just didn't have them promoting it. Like normally the they had them on the red carpet, which was not great. The whole lead up, they were not there. Yeah. And then Ezra Miller showed up on the red carpet. I'm, yeah, I don't know. The Jonathan Major stuff seems worse. Worse. If, if he, oh, if he I gets... fully disagree. I think Ezra Miller's stuff is he was grooming a young girl. He's been abusive to people. Like I don't know. Yeah. I think it's all pretty bad. I mean, I think they both should be punished. But yeah. I don't think Ezra Miller deserved to have his comeuppance at all. Yeah, well, the movie did really bad, so maybe people didn't weren't feeling it. And I just, I, I can't obvious. So Jonathan Majors is denying everything. It's going to the courts, whatever. I don't have a comment on that. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm. We're here to. Why would people lie about these things? Like, there's enough. No, of course, evidence of course. We're not. I mean, I not, think yeah. Jonathan Majors probably should be replaced. I mean, he's only been in what one, maybe two movies. I mean, just replace yeah, him. It's not a big good. deal. <laughs> it was disappointing. Yeah, just replace him. Don't go what. Don't do what DC did yeah. with the Flash. It was so bad because also DC knew about Ezra Miller way before they even started shooting the movie. So the fact that they kept it or kept them in the movie was just terrible. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with the Avengers Kang Dynasty. I think uh, I agree that they should just replace him. They made it so easy to replace him. It's just like a different Kang, you know, and they, it looks different. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really tricky and strange with things that are built out this far in advance. It's kind of like a whole new world for, yeah. for something like this. And well, a whole new world in a good way. Cause if this happened 20 years ago, we would just, they would keep going with the movies and no one would ever know about how horrible he was potentially. True. So Good, good and tricky. We'll see. And then the other weird things is, so they announced all of the Star Wars movies and when they're kind of maybe coming out. So they had already announced. But a lot of this stuff, like I said, it's like, yes, it's been announced, but who knows? Half this time, half the time, it doesn't actually happen. Yeah. Well, they gave release dates. So at first they had said, these are the movies we're, we're moving forward with. And now they gave tentative release time. So the Ray Star Wars movie is supposed to be the, the first one that comes out with the Daisy Ridley's character continuing. That's May 2026, so actually the same month as Kang. So one of those is getting pushed out. I don't know. Then Taika's Star Wars movie, Taika Waititi, is supposed to be the end of that year in December. And then the same controversy, we'll see what happens, is 2027. This kind of like the the next Avengers movie, Secret Wars. So it's kind of like how they did Infinity War and Endgame two years in a row. Uh, That's the next year, May 2027. 
And then they also announced that Filoni's Star Wars movie and James Mangold's Star Wars movie is supposed to be 2027. So we'll see. We'll see about all of that. And then the, the big hubbub is that Avatar 4 is scheduled for December 2029. And Avatar 5 is scheduled for December 2031. So eight years, eight and a half years from now, we're getting another Avatar movie already on the books. And I'm okay with it. For, like, that's a big another gap. So if the yeah. next one comes out in 2025, then it's another four years that we can be like, do we really need one? Yeah. And then, and then we'll get blown away. Yeah. And then be like, oh my God, that looked incredible. Yeah, like, what yeah. are we doing? The, the story, I'm sure, will be fine. I mean, I bet Avatar 5 will even be pushed out because that's what, 2029 and then 2031, yeah. you know? So who knows? I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> it's all interesting. We'll, we'll be seeing all these movies and talking Maybe. about them, hopefully. But it's just I don't interesting. Know about Blade. I'm just kidding. <gasps> oh, be still my heart, Blade. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm. I'm. A, I'll be honest. I'm a little scared about Blade. Well, do we know who's directing it? So the director is a. It seems like a a British, kind of big. Oh no, he's French. But he's <gasps> no. <laughs> uh, but he did. So his directing stuff is White Boy Rick, which I believe I saw, which was fine. I think. Um, and then he's done a bunch of TV. And he directed several episodes of Lovecraft Country with Jonathan mm. Majors, interestingly enough. Uh, but then he was an executive producer of Top Boy, which is like a, a British and French and yeah. kind of like inner city. I mean, thing. Marvel's really good about picking directors yeah. and like elevating them. So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. And also I just saw, which maybe I knew and forgot that Mia Goth is also in Blade. So oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't even have her character. So that's all the Disney news. That, I know it's a lot, but I thought it was like interesting to just run through how far in advance all this stuff is, is planned out. Uh, and then finally, just the, if you haven't heard, The Flash and Elemental, both pretty big disappointments at the box office. The, the Flash is being called a, a disaster because they, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think they did a bad job with the PR of doing all this release that we talked about. Like, oh my God, it's the best superhero movie since Dark Knight. Or it's like the best thing you've ever seen. And like, so that's just building up way too much. And apparently it's fine. And I bet it's, I bet we haven't seen it. So no comment. I bet I'll like it. But apparently it's not great. And then I don't know what happened, but maybe the Ezra Miller stuff was big enough. I doubt it. Because, like, the average person, I don't even think, A, really knows who they are. Yeah. And B, knows the controversy because they've been pretty quiet about it for over a year. It all came out a while ago. Yeah. And they kind of just were like, all right, you're out of the promo, whatever. So, I mean, maybe. I just don't see it. your average 25-year-old dude caring that much about that. I just think maybe DC is fudged. Yeah, they well, just haven't. Also, I think it really hurt them when James Gunn took over i mean i think it's going to be really good for them in the long run but he said that these movies don't matter anymore yeah, so thought, why would they do that saying like hey this is not going to be connected to my new vision for dc it's kind of like well then why should people spend the money to even bother true i don't know yeah it's odd i thought they were kind of using this one as the reset oh maybe because of the time travel and all that but i i think you're right that like he's he's kind of, they announced it, but then there were still movies in the in the slate, like The Flash and the new Aquaman. 
Well, no, I think Aquaman is still relevant, but I think Shazam wasn't. Yeah, Shazam. This isn't. Black Adam. Um, Black Adam isn't. Yeah, so we'll see. I think. I don't know. I think our Warner maybe Brothers. maybe Aquaman's not. I don't our know. Warner Brothers friends and Max are probably pretty disappointed with what happened. No, I'm but, always rooting for Max. Why are they the underdog? I don't get it. Well, Warner Brothers, I don't know, because I don't know. Well, Disney's struggling, too. Yeah, they Elemental, are. This is one of the lowest, if not the lowest, Pixar premiere in a while. It's gotten middling reviews. We saw it. I think the middling reviews are generous, honestly. We'll talk about that so, later. Yeah, I do want to talk about that. I think I've changed my tune a little bit on oh, Elemental. interesting. Yeah, I don't want to get into it yet. Save it for the pod. <laughs> All right, that's, let's get to the nitty gritty. That was a long intro. But thanks for sticking with us. I mean, I don't think we need to go into depth with all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, these recaps will be pretty quick because most of it is ongoing. Uh, I really want to talk about the idol. If you're a loyal listener, you know that I was very excited for this show. Sam Levinson, Euphoria was the best show of last year. Top five by any any metric. Um, and I love The Weeknd, his music. It's a weird show. The first, so the first episode, I was like, I was confused at the backlash. I saw something there, and Abel, the weekend, wasn't in it that much, and he was still kind of mysteriously mm. in the background. And then we've watched two and three, and it, it is apparent what's wrong with the show. Yeah. Well, I do want to just say, like, I do think Sam Levinson has such a strong point of view. I really do enjoy his filmmaking, even though. This story is not hitting fully with me. Like, I do think he is very talented and like it visually, it looks amazing. So it's like hard because sometimes I'm just like staring at it. And yes, I'm not enjoying everything that's happening, but I do think like it looks great. Yeah. So if we briefly, well, I think let's first talk about what is, what is, I think, very good about the show. And it is the Lily Rose Depp thing the exploration of fame and what it can do to a young star it feels it feels like yes we've seen this in a bunch of the real life documentaries that all these actual pop stars have put out in a overly dramatized way so it's not like anything revolutionary new but i'm still intrigued by like the breakdown on the on the on the video the music video set it seems like basically the first half an hour of every episode is what the show originally was. Should be. Yeah, it should be more about her. Yeah, I think that it was. And like her like just struggling with like her own mental health and like trying to be in this industry and like like that I honestly enjoy. Yeah, it's really like good. that's a compelling story. And she but is then really the ableness good. of it all. Like I just like I just can't get behind. Yeah, so the the elephant in the room and it's odd because all of this news came out so this show has been in the works for so long. And then all of this news came out a year into it filming or a year after it was released. And a lot of it had filmed that it, it kind of sounds like the weekend was not happy with how small of a role he was playing. And it, he thought it was too much about Jocelyn Lily Rose Depp's character. And he wanted more involvement in the story, which is fine in theory. Like it, it, he created it with Sam Levinson and the weekend's partner. And so it's not, it's not crazy and it's not uncommon that directors and, and creatives 
get pushed out like Star Wars. It happened with Rogue One and like it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. This was an interesting case because a the original director, Amy Simons, is a, is a woman and got pushed out by these men. It yeah. kind, kind of was was um, shown the people that were on her side. That's kind of how it, it looks like it looks a little bad. Yeah. And then when you see the show and you just see how sexual it is. Well, it's like maybe a woman's touch actually should have like definitely should have oh, been. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I doubt that Lily Rose up would have ever done anything to make herself feel uncomfortable. But like, that's easy for us to say. We yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? And well, obviously she hasn't she, said anything. No, obviously she hasn't said anything. And like, she's great at what she's doing. And as long as she felt comfortable, obviously. But it, yeah, sometimes it's just hard to watch. So the problem with the show is... Abel Tesfay, The weekend, as much as it pains me to say. You mean uh, Tedros Tedros? Yes. <laughs> so I think I'm giving and I'm being pretty nice about this because I think he gave himself such a hard job to be basically the first time he's ever acted. He was in Uncut Gems, but that was like really short. Yeah. And it was more it was like a cameo to just... be someone so loathsome. But you have to convince the audience that you're like, you have to believe him and believe that he is charming and interesting enough to the Jocelyn character to like not be like, why would she ever listen to this guy? Yeah, that's the so thing. That's the hard part. But so like if they didn't show us how they're already showing us him being kind of stupid and a cult leader, like if they would have flipped it and just shown us him being charming and nice and then slowly rolled out like, oh no, this guy's bad. Yeah. Like they immediately, you're, you are. Well, because they don't have that many episodes. True. There's only five. Yeah. So there's only two more. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. But anyway, he gave himself a really hard thing to do for someone that is not an actor. And he's not, he's just not pulling it off, unfortunately. I know. He needs to be more charming and he's just not. Yeah. I think he's just leaned way too much into the cynical or I don't know, like the villainous role rather than like, who's that um, actor you said you were going to compare him to? Or well, I was just while I was watching it, because it became clear that like the second half of each episode two and three is when when the weekend is like really around and especially episode three. He's just he's just there. And it's just like all this weird kissing and like e eating her out in the car. Yeah, and it's just like so much. It's so heavy handed. That's it's a very heavy handed. Too. And I like. Like, we've seen all of this before. Like, I'm not surprised by it. You know yeah, what I mean? But it I is just know. like <laughs> it's just no, like, I mean, <laughs> just driving down Rodale. Get, sure, sure. Get munched but like, on I'm is, not like, like scandalized. Yeah, you know I'm not what saying I mean? I'm, I'm less scandalized than I am. Like, this is just like a Unne lot. Unnecessary. Yeah. It just feels like why doing why are they doing this? Like, I just I don't know. So my first thought was Abel watched that Nexium documentary. I know. We need to talk about that. Yeah. And he was like, and A, he was, I, I'm also intrigued by cults and cult leaders. Yeah. Like the James Jones stuff that we watched a while back. And even back like the is, Scientology guy. Yeah. yeah. It's all really intriguing because it's like, how do people fall for this stuff? And yeah. No offense yeah. if you've been involved in any of those <laughs> things, but like I literally had to stop watching the Nexium doc because oh, first I of all, couldn't stop. a season two was completely unnecessary. But I was like, how are these people listening to this guy? Yeah. He is not compelling. Like, it just did not make sense to me. And that guy was a mega nerd. 
and he got all of these people to believe in him and get so many women by them, have yeah. sex with him just like constant so i think the weekend saw this it was like well i'm way cooler than that guy yeah so uh, why can't my character be that and I, like there it has to be because he is just like the constant kissing and choking of lily is just too much well, like I do have to say groping. that, yeah, I mean, it's it's way too much. But um, that scene at the dinner table, I thought actually was really good. I mean, I don't think he was charming yeah. in that scene. Like, I feel like it, he could have been more charming trying to coerce these things out of her. But like her doing it was so good. I mean, she's great. Yeah, I she's, can't, like, she's obviously a very talented actor. I think actress. she's the only like, reason why I'm still watching it, to be honest, because I just want to see where she goes from here. Um, but yeah, just like the way Abel is like questioning her and trying to get these answers from her. You do see it like in that Nexium documentary, how um, I don't even remember his name, but is able to like get people to tell them like his their darkest secrets, you know, and like how and to use that to like, oh, let's, you're holding on to this and you need to let it go. Yeah. And this is what is wrong with you because of it. And like, you see that so much in that Nexium documentary and how like he's able to like get you, I guess. And like, yeah, it's, it's actually pretty amazing. And I just feel like if Abel or Tedros or whoever was better at this role, maybe mm -hmm. it could have been more interesting, but. I don't know. Yeah, the dining room table scene was was the most compelling scene post the just Lily Rose and her team parts of it. Um, yeah, that part works. So there there are things that really work about this show. See, I think it only works because of her, though, not because of him and I mean, everybody I, else. And he yes, was fine that's enough. True, that's true. I think he was like compelling enough in that scene of just being like, "Well, why do you feel this way?" Because he he wasn't charming or or vicious. He was just kind of like being he had a decent argument in that scene so he could pull it off because it was just him kind of talking about pushing the line in, with artistry, which is kind of what he does. Hmm. So. Yeah. And then all of the other actors, like it's just very obvious that he is the worst actor on the set Oh, 100%. because everybody else around him is really good. Even I took down a note that there's one scene with the Chloe character who's like the other female that can sing and play. The play, piano. Um, piano. Yeah. Um, her name is Susanna Sun. She was actually in Red Rocket that I just watched, which is very funny. Uh, just like we, I watched them at the same time. I was like, oh, that girl. Also, like completely unnecessary for her to get fully nude, but I guess necessary. I don't know. <laughs> um, but like even the moment that her and Jocelyn had just very briefly, like she kind of just asked her about her personal life. Mm -hmm. And it was just like two people that could just pull this off and, yeah. it, and it felt I could feel that connection. Yeah. And for some reason, the Tedros connection is just not working. It's not. And it has to. So yeah, what Irma alluded to, I was just trying to think while I was watching, like who else could this have been? Mm -hmm. It would have been really interesting. I also think that the weekend is too famous and just seeing him and then hearing his songs. I know this makes me like him less. To be honest. Well, yeah, I don't like his, him less, but like, yeah, it's weird. Because, A, he's too famous and he's a pop star and I love him because he's a pop star, but his music is really haunting, which was what made me excited for mm. this possibility. And then even when his own songs come on on the soundtrack behind his scenes, they're like, oh, yeah, like this is the cool stuff. It's just once you add more context to music, like music can be pretty 
abstract because it's four minutes. You're saying whatever. It doesn't even have to make sense. It's just like the vibe. You're like, yeah, I take my breath. All right. It's about choking. You're having someone choke you when you're having sex. Like, whoa, that's crazy. But you make an hour show about that and you start being like, all right, like this is a bit much. So I think he still could have made this show and been an EP and maybe been a super side character and just had a had a real powerhouse do his role. Yeah, I I, I was thinking of Sebastian Stan just because of this movie that I was reminded of fresh where he plays a, a serial killer. But it starts with him being super, super charming. Mm. Like you just cannot deny his charm. And then he gets pretty vicious. But then, you know, I was also thinking like, all right, that's it's better that he's black. You know, that's just inclusion. That's not just whitewash this. So like how like what if Daniel Kaluuya was this? I mean, Fred, when he was playing Fred Hampton, yeah. like you believed everything Fred Hampton no, was I saying. No, I know. You're like, Literally I will follow you to death. anyone else. Not anybody. <laughs> but like, I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kaluuya, I, when I thought of that, I was like, oh, man, this would have been the best show ever, maybe. I know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's good to look at. Yeah, too. he's handsome. Yeah, he's he's. Very compelling, and he could definitely be vicious. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It's a weird show. Also, it's not bad, though. And I don't understand why the scores and the reviews are so bad. I feel like critics should be pumped about this, because, like, this is interesting to talk about. So why, like, critics are just, like, pushing it off. But well, I, I think, think a lot of people do like it. I don't know. I think it's, I think you either really like it or you don't. And I don't know. Yeah. I actually, so I, I Googled it just, I wanted to uh, understand what Amy Simons had done before just to be like, all right, what, what would her touch have been? And then in Googling that, just the Google reviews show up and it's, it's a, it's at a 3.6, a 2000 reviews, but it's like all fives and ones. Yeah. So it's like, people are like, hell yeah. Sam Levinson boobies singing <laughs> yeah. like crazy drugs and abuse or like oh my god this is disturbing and i hate it yeah see i don't it's like i don't hate it yeah it's but good this, it like i just wish it was more about jocelyn to yeah. be honest like i find that so interesting and i think that would have been such a cool a cool story like the fact that Abel needed to put himself in this story so much more was just like so unnecessary. Yeah, but like, cults and, and manipulation is also interesting. I, it's just, yeah, but like, does it need to be a part of this story? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't this know. is not the story for that. But I do, a lot of celebrities have become under the spell of Scientology, so who knows? <laughs> but then maybe that's season two. I don't know. Yeah, well, I doubt. Well, I doubt there'll be another season. I've, we'll see. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like. We see Jocelyn's downfall and then we see under we understand why she would turn to Scientology or something. Ooh. There you go. Done. Shots at Scientology. Okay. <laughs> I, for one, am a believer. You are? No. Uh, all right. We'll see where it ends. It's only two more episodes, which I just not that much has happened for it to already end. So we'll wait to talk about this, I think, until it ends. Yeah. Right. We don't need to talk about it next week. And while we were away, Black Mirror dropped. So we had been talking about in the uh, most anticipated uh, Excitometer in June that it didn't have a date when I looked at it, but then apparently it did, and it came out, all six episodes. We watched two of them. And uh, back at it, Charlie Brooker, like, never ceases to impress me. And I don't really understand, specifically the, the first episode, Joan is Awful. I just thought was A... A little lighter than 
I think Black it was Mary one of the really get. best episodes they've had in a while. I thought it was great. Yeah, it was really good. Eddie Murphy put on a show. And then just having Selma Hayek. Eddie just, Murphy? Annie Murphy. Oh, Annie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy playing Annie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, and then like Selma Hayek, and then I I wish they got like one shot of Kate Blanchett actually on the show. Yeah, yeah. Just the, that added extra thing. Um, but just a really cool concept, and it seems like. So I had said that I read one headline that was like this season of Black Mirror is unique because it has a connecting through line. But then I stopped reading because I didn't want to know. And now I'm thinking that it's just all about Netflix. Yeah. Like underlying each thing. It's not all about Netflix, but this one is very specifically about Netflix. And it's crazy that Netflix let him do that, but it would have been worse if they did it. Yeah. Because <laughs> then we yeah. would have had a whole nightmare like the, the idol we were just talking about. It would have come out. He would have been like, oh, I'm leaving the network. But yeah, it's like definitely shots at just the invasiveness of all of this and the data well, mining. And, and I also feel like this is extremely poignant right now um, because of the writer's strike. And in one of the clauses that the writers are um, fighting for is like to recognize that AI is not human and that like AI can't take over their jobs, mm -hmm. essentially. But like in this episode, that's exactly what's happening, yeah. you know, which is really scary. Um, and uh, another thing that I found so interesting, can I spoil something for you? Or are you really? I don't want to know. Okay. Damn it. Because this is, I think. Is that for future episodes? No. This is for a movie that's kind of out right now. No, I don't want to know. Oh, the Flash thing. Yeah. No, I don't want to know. Okay. Irma keeps trying to spoil something. Well, I Let just find see it the Flash really and then you interesting. Tell me. Okay, fine. Then we'll come back to this Jonah's Awful episode because I do think it's very interesting. Wow, I wonder how those two are possibly connected. Yeah. But yeah, the and also presumably he wrote this way before definitely the writer's yeah. strike. Yeah, oh yeah. But like, I mean, ChatGPT had timely. been around. Exactly, But not for yeah. that long. So he just, he sees it, man. He sees it. Yeah. Um, and also the whole like multiverse thing, that's also been very popular for a long time now so i really like his take on it i find that so interesting yeah it was good and Annie really Murphy good. is so good she's really good it did remind she did play very similar to um that other show that you stopped watching that she was on i yeah um, i couldn't watch that i'm sorry the the, the half sitcom <laughs> kevin can f himself yeah uh yeah just because like well the scenes that it got pretty dark it re it reminded me because obviously on Shit's creek it was like all laughs and so her showing the, the kind of frazzledness reminded me of that. Um, and also, I found it kind of funny. Um, Annie Murphy's take on Joan. And sp I'm spoiling this first episode. So if you haven't watched it, shut the pot off. Go watch it. Come back. Um, is honestly not that awful. I mean, sure, she does some things that are like kind of callous. But I don't think it's she's like so awful. And so that just makes me think of the original Joan, how unawful she was. True. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, because because Salma Hayek's version of Joan was really bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it keeps getting worse. And I just felt so bad for the original Joan. Yeah, that was a fun twist and a really fun 
guy in the chair moment for Michael Sarah uh, to pop he's in. He's been and, a lot of places yeah. recently. I'm yeah, I like seeing him again. And kind of the explanation, just his delivery is so funny about who who everybody is. That was a big twist that I did not see coming. Yeah, that was good. Which was fun. But then because of that twist, the next episode, Lock Henry, I was like really honed in on how this is how is this going to be unique because everything he does has a little bit of a twist it's almost like an M Night Shyamalan situation and so i really sniffed out this whole episode very early well you're a big horror guy anyway right. so like the only thing that made sense was was what happened at the end uh we'll just spoil this one too i really really liked this one i thought the horror parts of it were really actually kind of like scary and unnerving when they went into the dungeon. Yeah. I also like like every kind of episode of Black Mirror has like a tech aspect to it. And I love that this was like analog, like kind of before tech was so. um, It was all VHS. Yeah. Digital, I guess. And so I liked that aspect of it, too. I thought that was really creative. But it was it was just a interesting without the twist. It was just a really interesting take on the the true crime craze craze that's going on and then like that's what kind of the again this one is about netflix being like obsessed with true crime and that's all they put out basically except for this glorious show um and but yeah i sniffed out the twist really early that his mom was involved and like you could kind of tell and then she went a little crazy um but then the very very end was actually a little surprising to me but i liked it yeah. And that was even more of a shot at Netflix and like how far this kid was going to push it to just get this stardom. And he hates it, but he did it. Yeah. He and did like do he it. finished the documentary after the very end and like the truth comes out. And, and who's the girlfriend in it? She's from industry. Yeah. The girl from industry, also always good. Bodies, bodies, bodies. She was in. Her name is very strange and I always forget it. Yeah. And I'm just. I was annoyed, honestly, about what he did to her. <laughs> well, he didn't do anything to her. No, well, he. No, I'm saying the creator. What's his face? Oh, Charlie Brooker. Yeah. Uh, it's Mahala Harold. Yeah. I think I'm pronouncing her first name right. Um, um she's great. I really like her. I, I'm happy to, anytime she shows up. She's just always good, and she yeah. also played like this was a much more earnest part than she's played in in industry, and then bodies, bodies, bodies. She was kind of scary. Not scary, but oh, like intimidating. Right. She's like a she's like fierce. And yeah. in this one, she was much just more like a nice girlfriend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah. He did a little fall down head go bonk, which I don't love. But in this case, I'm okay with it. I was not. I was not okay with her dying out of nowhere for no reason. Well, it just added to like how horrible it was for the kid. I understand, but yeah, I guess you're right. Like it's one of those things. Anytime a fall down head go bonk happens, it's because they didn't want the mom to kill her. Because that's too vicious. Mm-hmm. But like, why not? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of like a cop out. But then to have it be worse for the kid. Yeah. But yeah, and apparently episode three is the one with Aaron Paul. So that's next. That's the one that I've seen when like you see it on the Internet. I've tried not to read anything, but all of the pictures are the Aaron Paul episode. Yeah. So we'll see. I know. We're, we'll watch that. Yeah, we're going to watch the next three episodes and report back next week. I just hate how Netflix like drops them all at once. And actually, the, we'll talk about this next week as well. But the bear just came out and they dropped all of yeah, those episodes. Pissed. 
all of them out. So we'll talk about it for one week and then it'll then it's done. Yeah. I just hate how he does that. Like parcel them out. Big mistake. I don't Big really mistake. I don't understand why. Well, yeah, I don't know why. Because Huge it would mistake. only get Big. Big mistake. <laughs> it would only get like the the talk is that it's great again. We're going to watch it immediately after this. And uh two two other quick quick TV notes. The other two is almost over. Um and it is so friggin' funny. It is so clever. I cannot believe. Like, who are these people? Yeah. How are they not more famous? Like, this is so funny. You mean the actors or the creators? Everything. Yeah. Everyone. It's just such a good show. How is everyone not talking about this? Yeah, it's really, really hilarious. The first few episodes of the season, I was a little trepidatious because it's like, all right, we're getting back into this. And maybe it's not as funny as I remember. And then the last few we watched, yeah. it just settles in. And it's just like joke after joke after joke. And it's all this like inside the industry quips. I know. But then beyond that, it's just like really funny. The relationships and like Ken Marino is just so good. The best. Well, the siblings themselves, they're so cringy. Yeah. And sometimes like that gets a little tough because I'm like, oh, why are you doing this? But the actual like jokes and like all of that stuff about the industry, I was dying. Oh my yeah, God, it was so, so good. So many knee slappers the last few episodes. Yeah. I think there's two more that are coming out. But if you're not watching it, you definitely should be. It's definitely cringe, as people like to say, because the two siblings are, the other two are pretty awful people. Yeah. But like in a really funny way. In a funny obviously way, they're for not sure. Real. And I think it was like, it's an easy thing to catch up on. I mean, this is what, the third season? Yeah. But they're all half hour episodes. Like, it's worth it. Watch it. Yeah. And then we've talked about it a bunch, but Top Chef season 20, the World All-Stars finished. We watched it in Phoenix. And to nobody's surprise, except for the edit for like a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, spoiler alert, Buddha won. Yep. He definitely deserved it. The season was like so clearly his. Yeah, he won so much. That it would have felt really weird had he not won. And it's really crazy that he won two seasons in a row. Like, he's obviously just, he's like a perfect competition chef, it seems like. Yeah. They did edit it. I had been rooting for Sarah basically the whole time. I just love her vibe. She's really funny. And I just wanted her to, like, conquer. It felt like an underdog story, even in this silly, this silly reality cooking show. Because Buddha was just dominating. Mm -hmm. And it was like this un unassuming woman from the South. Yeah. Is just, like, killing it. And... And she almost won. I know. It was really, really frustrating. It was kind of frustrating because I feel like the judges were looking for any reason to not give it to Buddha. Yeah. Um, and she was so close. If she would have just cooked her liver a little bit more, I think she would have won. That seems um, to be based on what they showed us. I imagine they're deliberating for hours. I know. And they're only showing us bits of it. But it did seem like her meal was more intriguing. And they say... They only base it on that one. I think I they know. even they that even really showed make sense they even to showed me. Tom say that again, which they I often know. don't. So it's like they were really honing in. Well, on Well, also because they had that like a guest judge, yes, and I that, feel like he had to keep reminding her, you know, yeah. even though she hadn't tried any of the other food. Because I think she also wanted to give it to Sarah. Yeah. So so Buddha, it seemed like I, I think everything he makes seems great, but it just wasn't the most amazing meal it sounded like obviously it'd be nice to taste any of this stuff I know. but yeah it seemed like had sarah cooked that liver for like three more minutes yeah she would have won this thing and whatever i mean good for her she's still she'll be fine i know 
And the other big news is after 19 seasons, Padma is leaving the show. What a hole. I know. I'm going to miss do? her, honestly. You're going to miss her. You're going to miss wow, her more oh than I God. am. Can you even imagine watching the show without Padma? Just putting a smile on our faces every time she's on screen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So her 19 seasons because she was not the host of season one. So even though this was season 20, she's been doing it for 19 seasons. Yes. And apparently stepping aside to concentrate more on Taste the Nation, mm -hmm. which we loved on Hulu. And it probably was just like a lot, a lot of travel, especially because this was yeah, in London. Yeah, a lot of eating because she's one of the only hosts or judges who does the quick fires right. and the judges table. So that's just a lot of eating. And a whole nother day, like Tom's off for that's that whole true. day that they're doing yeah. that. And she's working. Um. Yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do. They haven't announced. We started speculating of who could possibly fill those shoes. Well, I think it could be nice if they take what from within, mm -hmm. like an older Top Chef contestant or winner. Um, I said Kristen Kish just because she's literally on every other show. She's like hosting. She's doing some travel thing. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, Kristen, get back in the kitchen. No, yeah, I'm just she's kidding. working too hard. She would be good as a um, as a potential host. Um, and then obviously like Padma was a model and there are other models who also cook and me that brings up Christy Teigen. Um, but she also has two young kids. So who knows? And she has her own empire that she doesn't even need this stuff. Yeah, of course, of course. But oh, yeah. I also feel like Christy Teigen would be really good at this. But at the same time, like Padma just adds like a gravitas. Yeah. Like uh, people are actually scared of yeah. Padma. I don't think people would be scared of Chrissy Teigen yeah, or Kristen well, Kish. Kristen or... Kish brings at least the chops. Like we know that true, she can true, cook. True. So like if she said something was undercooked or tasted weird, we'd be like, yeah, she knows. I think Chrissy Teigen has that also, but not quite as much. Yeah. She's like more of a home cook, but it, it, Padma wasn't either. It's just like 20 years in. We're like, yeah, this, she knows what she's talking about. Well, she had a, a cookbook before she even yeah. did this. And she had so. another cooking show travel show before. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she's been in the food world. But Do you yeah, have we'll any see. other? I thought, uh, I th did I think of Selena Gomez? I don't know. Just because she's pleasant. Yeah, she doesn't have the chops or yeah. the hosting acumen. So like, it would be weird. But she's in, yeah, I doubt it. I don't know why I even thought about her. She can sing. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice if they got someone else of color, though, to be the host. Um, Just because I do love that, like, Oh no, cooking Indian food for Padma. Like I do yeah, like that aspect do that. of it. You know what I mean? And I don't really think Tom or Gail really have that. Yeah. So just like someone else that brings like cultural relevance to the panel. Maybe would it'll be, be nice. Buddha. <laughs> oh God. No, he's way too. But I bland. do wonder if they would change it up, like use this as an opportunity. I know mm -hmm. you're getting annoyed because we're running long. I'm sorry. Um, to maybe switch it up to maybe have just someone do the quick fires and then someone else just be a part of the judges panel, you know, so not have the person do two jobs. Yeah. So a host, like a true host, a true host. That's not, so yeah. Padma was a host, but also the, a judge. A judge. Yes. Like she did a, two a third jobs. of, a third of the decision basically. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, someone could be more of like a, um, Oh, um, Gigi Hadid. Yeah. So he talked about like Gigi Hadid just being like, she's a host. She's pretty someone like that, but like without the food chops, Maybe she could just be a host. Yeah. And then just have the guest judges. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And finally, darling, we went to the movies. Well, we met up and got a healthy meal beforehand because we're both 
Yeah, the hike, the hike, the hikes multiple in Phoenix in uh, Arizona. I'm sorry. They they jump started. They they were spark plug to me getting back into healthy and in shape. Irma's been good about going to the gym a lot. I have not. Uh, I haven't gone since we've gotten back. Yeah, but you, you've been better. Uh, so now we're eating healthy again and we're exercising and we're going to look sexy by like November when it starts to get too cold. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, we went to the movies. I didn't get a giant tub of popcorn for the first time in months. And we saw Elemental. Pixar's <laughs> Elemental. Pixar's Elemental. Let me tell you, the best part of it was the short before it. <laughs> yeah. And we, which we had talked about, Carl's date was advertised as yeah, the short cute. before it. So it was Carl from Up um, hanging out with Doug, the dog, obviously without the wife. And uh, just at one point, he gets like a phone call from a, a woman and she, he's getting ready to go on a date with her. And it's just like that build up and of him getting the courage back. And it's just really sweet and yeah. really nice. And Doug is really funny. Yeah, Doug is the best. Uh, and then Elemental started, and I'm going to, a quick, uh, pretty big caveat here. I was already pretty sleepy. <laughs> yeah, Zach fell asleep twice, no, multiple times. I dozed. It got to Zach tired time. Sometimes after I eat and like at that time of night, I start to doze, my eyes close. I'm never like asleep, but um, it wasn't good. Honestly, so originally I was a little bit annoyed coming out of the movie. I was like, this didn't really make sense because it it was a very cliched love story, but at the same time, uh, an immigrant story of um, so essentially Ember is the young girl and her parents emigrated from Fireland to Elemental City. They moved into this neighborhood that really wasn't uh, made for them or zoned for them. And then a lot of people started immigrating. And so then they had their pocket of Elemental City, which was mostly for the fire people. And then they had the water people, the cloud people and the earth people. And it seemed like it was pretty segregated, at least for the fire people. Right. Yeah. It seemed like the fire were the kind of odd ones out, presumably in this world, because fire is dangerous. Yeah. Kind of. But then like it doesn't actually hurt anybody. Uh, but yeah, that's like, that's the vibe is like the fire is like the, you know, the minority, the on the nose. Yeah, very of. on the nose. Um, so then the beginning of the movie kind of focused on the immigration story and then a bit of uh, local government ordinances. Yeah, let me stop you right yeah, there. Yeah, you go. <laughs> so there are some point, there are often, not often, but there are movies or tv where within the first 10 minutes you just know hmm. like we're not in good hands this is not this is even if they save it at the end which i would argue like it was by the end i was it was fine it it, it figured out what was happening and it got there but see i disagree i feel like i liked the back half of the movie less and i liked the beginning half more that's impossible no see the i liked the so immigrant bad. story i really liked but that it wasn't story even an immigrant story it was about a girl, a girl that gets angry getting written up for code violations in a basement that had water pipes for some reason. See, I just think city, it wasn't relatable to you. No, it's be like... The I've heard very, a lot of people say how they appreciated it. Yeah, and like, I get it. There's, there's a lot of those stories. 
Like, it's a nice story. There's a lot of ones. This was just told really bad. Mm. And I think we can't just be like, oh, well, it's this guy's immigration story. And his parents probably owned a shop and made him feel bad for no, not I wanting to do that. I think that's pretty common, just, though. I'm not saying it's not common. I'm not. I'm just saying that movie can still be bad. Yeah. Like, that story can, at this point, we're, we, we've, we've done such a wonderful job of telling that story so much. That it can be bad now, well, which see, is something to celebrate. Well, see, that's what I feel about the love story. <laughs> I thought the love story was bad. Like, it was so cliche, and I've seen that type of story done so many times. But at the same time, this is for kids, so it's probably their first time seeing anything like this. I guess. So I appreciated that, honestly. And honestly, like, I like Pixar, like, the way they, like, focus on, like, these little details, like, with the water guy, with Wade, how, like... I don't know, his bubbles. I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I liked his currents, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Right. It looked cool, The fire I didn't look great. Yeah, the fire was okay. But fire is notoriously the hardest thing. Yeah. Uh, as So is water. And I just like this, like some of their visual gags I thought were kind of cute. Um, I don't know. Yeah, a major step down though. Like it wasn't, so Irma keeps, it was super cliche. It wasn't funny. There was like a few funny lines and people were laughing for some reason. I cried. Yeah, by the end it was fine. <laughs> but yeah. like it just like I said the first 10 minutes you were just like nothing interesting or intriguing happened. It was all just so on the nose. Every line of dialogue was not interesting. It was really boring. I I I really now that I think about it I really didn't like it more than I thought. But like so right now it's in the, at the 70s I think in Rotten Tomatoes so most people say like it's good but not Pixar's best. And I think that's being really generous. I think it was like a pretty bad. And if it wasn't Pixar, like it should have just come out on Disney Plus. Yes, I, I agree with that, to be honest. And I think um, Turning Red should have gone to yeah. movie theaters. Turning Red, a very similar story told somewhat much yeah. better. Mm -hmm. But that was more about like a story between a girl and her friends. Not this like ridiculous love story. No, I understand. But like. The sure. love story is what I had the problem well, with. Well, I I'm think just it just like, didn't understand what it was and it couldn't. It it tried to do too many things and and like uh, what is some people like with electronics? We were just watching a thing about Google's new um tablet that's also a smart speaker. It's like when you're when it's a multi-purpose thing, yeah. It always does both things a little worse. So it's like yes, it was that classic immigrant story where the parents are too hard on the kid and they want them. They're like, we've sacrificed so much, and oh my god, I want to do art or whatever, and that's. I can't, it's such a struggle, which is fine. That's been done plenty of times in great ways. But then it was also like a Romeo and Juliet forbidden love. Mm -hmm. And it was also about government yeah, and how, and how the government lets minorities down. Yeah, which is very true and relevant. Yeah. But all three of those <laughs> stories were not done justice. Like pick one. I guess. I mean, so that's why I would say leave the love story. We didn't need sure. that necessarily. I mean, Wade could have obviously still been in it and like maybe been a friend, but I don't don't think we needed that declaration of yeah, love. True. And I don't know. I was just like, oh, my God, like, can we just move <laughs> on from this? Yeah. Like, I liked the immigrant story and her Ember finding her own way and becoming her own person. Like, I understand that story has been done before. I mean, it was turning red. It just came out. Yeah, but she was. She's, she was younger. Yeah, she's in middle school. Like, this is an adult. Uh, yeah, you like would find, assume. Yeah, yeah. Finding her way. Yeah. And like, I didn't mind the ordinances because that is true to minority communities. Yes. Yeah. It was about Should a crack we get and Dave a dab. On here? It was about a crack and a dab. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? 
like what was that? That's what like yeah, so that, there was a canal. Really the big, that. the most important thing about the movie, what the, was that? There's a river that was supposed to be dammed up for the fire, and but there's like tubes, and the dam broke. But I, I, they also didn't want to make a villain in this movie for some reason. There was, was no government, villain. Yeah, like they didn't give the government a face. It just yeah. was like there was a crack that nobody wanted to deal with, and it ended up flooding. Uh, but that's true that stuff like that happens yeah i know like with puerto rico puerto rico wasn't like helped for like so long like uh katrina <laughs> yes I'm just, like, I, know. Giving you- <laughs> I know all of these things are real yeah and i'm not like it just the movie about <laughs> them didn't work okay. and I, honestly i think it it could have been um pretty easily solved with a little editing or a second voice or a third voice. I'm sure there were plenty of voices, uh, but like, or even just a comedic punch up. Yeah. Like just someone that came in and was like, all right, this guy has, I know this there story. was yeah a point that it was just like, all right, this isn't like, funny at all. It yeah. wasn't funny at all. And like people, there was a pocket of people that kept laughing at stuff that I was like, a, Every good part, every interesting visual well, gag was in the trailer. You're a 35, 36 year yeah, old man. <laughs> they were, they were, they weren't young. I know there was that no pocket. kids. There, were there was no like kids. one kid. In our um, movie theater. Well, yeah, Pixar's not for kids anymore. That's the thing. No, it is. Pixar's not for kids. It is for kids. Kinda. The Disney stuff. You know what looks really good? Wish. That does movie look looks good. good. It does look because good. Because you know what? It knows what it is. There's a villain. There's wishes. Yeah. It, you know, there's songs. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. They showed a trailer for Elio. I mean, or, I left. Oh, yeah. Elio looked cute. But we'll see. I, I don't know. know. I okay. thought it looked all right. I like aliens. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. We'll see. But yeah, this, I think I, I would have to go back through it. What do they say? Like the good dinosaur is the worst Pixar movie. Which but, was directed, but, I think, by this guy who no, did this Elemental. Guy's new. Oh, it's not that. Elemental, the good dinosaur. Oh, that's funny. But the good dinosaur was better than was better than this. I think better than this. I think so. I think this might be the worst. No, Pixar no, no, no. You no, gotta go no. back. This movie was a mess. It wasn't. It was. It was a mess. It was all over the place. It had no center. And Whatever. Like, and well Ember was the center. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. And then like even the end. Once it so once it concluded both storylines, like that stuff always works. So why didn't the rest of it work? It's just so boring. Yeah. Well, they didn't really solve the dam issue, did they? I don't remember. Not really. I don't know. What they like, do? The, I mean, the the solving of like that her parents were fine with her going to art school, and then the relationship. Spoiler alert, Zach. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like you know, like uh, the end of a rom com. I think we talked about this when we were talking about the um, Jonah Hill one. That was fine. It was like that, the the breakup and then come back together part. It's just always going to work because it's Is just, it? it's nice. So overwrought sometimes. And then the parent thing of like, we love you anyway. It's just, it's going to work. Yeah, that's going to work. But like the buildup to it was, I don't know. It was bad. I, I thought it was bad. Okay. Well, I've changed my tune a little bit after yeah, having okay a it. day to think about it more. Because I like the immigrant story. I appreciated that. But anyway, let's move on to nothing. To <laughs> nothing. 
We are. That's it. We're back and better than ever. We got to go watch the bear, the best show on television. We talked about it earlier. I don't know why they released all the episodes. There must have been a reason. I would love to know. Well, because I think voting for the Emmys is happening right I thought now. It's done. I thought that was like May. No, that was um, the release. Like they had to get nominations, I think. But now actual voting for whoever's nominated. Yeah, but didn't there have to be episodes out already? Yeah, that's done. So, so in order to out. be considered, I'm sorry, in order to be considered for a nomination, you had to get the episodes out by May 30th. Yeah, so they're out. Yeah, but this was for last season. So now they put these episodes out so people can vote for Jeremy, whatever his name is. And this was for the first season. So that's, I don't know, a strategic thing that they like to do, which feels silly because it's still better, I think, to stagger the episodes. But what do I know? Yeah, that feels like garbage. Also, the Emmys aren't happening this year. So uh, that's the talk around town that they're going to get pushed and pushed and pushed. And who knows? Yeah. But yeah, I think like this is going to be such a critics darling and such a word of mouth show. Like, you know how Succession was. I feel like we got in Succession season two. It was like, oh, this is the best show on TV. Everybody's saying it mm-hmm. and slowly get get into it. Now it's going to like it's all out and everybody will be done before July starts. Yeah. Instead of being the show of the summer. Exactly. The I know it should have been. Yeah. Be like, sure. Yes. The bear is on for 30 minutes tonight. I'd be so sick. Now we're just going to blow through it. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about Secret Invasion next week. We'll talk about, we're going Asteroid to see City. Asteroid City tomorrow. I'm very excited about. So that's the plan. The bear, as far as we get into it, we'll probably finish it because it's going to be so good. We'll do another one or two episodes of Black Mirror. Well, all of them will finish. Asteroid City, the other two, will finish. But, you know, there's not that much to discuss there. And yeah, well, the idol will be in two weeks. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Craig for the production assistance. And thank you to John Welsh for our intro and outro music. Follow us on all the socials at Talk Intent without the G. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm going to start doing a TikTok very soon for the month of Zach. Look out for it. My birthday's in July. We're watching at least one movie a day for the month of Zach. And then I'm going to review them all on TikTok real quick. Boom. Uh, And then look out because YouTube is coming. I'm saying it here publicly so that I have no excuse. YouTube, we're going to cut this up into little pieces and put them up. So if you only want to hear about us talk about the idol, it'll be one video on YouTube, you know, stuff like that. And I'm excited for that. You'll get to see our beautiful punums. So from our living room to yours, what do you want to watch? 